Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm joined by the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein, as we discuss the embarrassment in Texas. And we're looking big picture here. Was this truly rock bottom, as many people have suggested? Where do they go from here? Are there legit reasons or just excuses for this debacle? Are they headed in the right direction? We took on all those topics. You can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW, and you can read my work, of course, on ESPN.com. There's truly not much to say about a 56-14 loss. It was tied for the fourth most points allowed in franchise history, and it was the most lopsided loss to the Cowboys. All of that is reason for you to be pissed off. You deserve better. But what does this all mean for the future? Well, Bram and I discussed all of that, so let's get to it. So here's my conversation with the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. Bram, they're missing a lot of guys. Well, you know what, I'm gonna back up and let's start with this. You're a fan of this franchise for a long time. The voice of the team, you cover the team. What did you see tonight? What did this, what did, what did tonight mean to you? I hate the score. I mean, I'll start there. I hate the score. As someone who, you know, loves the franchise like I love my family, you know, and, um, you know, really dedicated my professional life to being in and around them mainly, um, the score uh, is embarrassing and terrible. I will say, though, going in, I mean, we talked publicly and privately about it, and I just, you know, I didn't see much of a path I talk about this a lot on my show that it's not who you play. It's when you play them. Right. And this really felt like they were on a conveyor belt into a slaughterhouse going in. And I saw, I didn't really expect them to win, but the score is, you know, for someone who, you know, loves the team and cares about this rivalry, it's an unacceptable number. It's the most points they've ever given up to them. It's the worst loss, you know, is it the most meaningful loss to them? No, obviously. I mean, there's plenty of other, you know, examples of games that mean more than this particular one did, but I, I thought they'd lose. I didn't think it would be like this. And that's, I think that's my biggest takeaway from it. I heard the phrase or saw the phrase rock bottom thrown out a couple of times. You you and I have covered this franchise a long time. No, not even close. No, no. You know, you know what I would say this, like I, I was way more, felt rock bottomy a few years back when Washington played the giants late in the season. Jay Gruden was still the coach. They clearly were giving no effort in the game. They were down by a score like this. Saquon Barkley had same like Dak Prescott type numbers. I don't really, I think if you're being fair about it, 
Dallas is rounding into form and getting healthier somehow in December. And they have a, they have a better roster than they do in Washington right now. And I think by a lot and Washington is getting less and less healthy. It seems by the minute, let alone by the day. I mean, every, every update is like, now this person's out. Now this person's out. Now that, you know, it's one after another, after another, after another. I mean, David Mayo and Milo Eifler and DeJon Harris were Jordan Kanashik were playing linebacker tonight for them. Well, Brandon, you know, in, fairness, Roberts, in, fairness, in yeah. fairness, that's the best I've ever seen Milo and DeJon play. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, let's just the first time this matchup was terrible. Was so, better. like, you, you can, like, yeah, I, I get it. The score is awful. I hate the score and it's embarrassing. You know, I hate the score, but rock bottom, no. Like, this is, no, this is not that, not to me. But I, I thought the score, I, I didn't think they'd win, you know, but I just, you know, you never want to see that. And that's the hard part to take. I think the hard part for me is that, <clears throat> well, we're going to get into the Allen Payne stuff in a few minutes, but the offense had nothing. And that's a, that has become a really good defense, and especially at the defensive front. Yeah. But this offense could do nothing. And I think it really, revealed maybe did, uh, how much did it reveal about that offense quarterback Heineke etc that's a hard one to answer I mean, like I would you know again there's only so much you can take sheriff's not playing fourth center you know Cosme's a rookie hasn't played a lot you know in the last six seven weeks is blocking Lawrence and Parsons and whoever else now you know like it's a big ask you know you're it's a big ask and you know Flowers and Leno have been beat up the last couple of weeks and so I, I think, again, like this was a really, this was really poorly timed. I hated this from the get-go with the NFL because invariably somebody's not going to be in good shape when these matchups roll around and you can have outcomes like this. I mean, frankly, this happened last year with Washington Dallas the other way around. Dallas was in bad straights, didn't have their quarterback. Defense was beat up. They had a lot of injuries, you know, weren't playing particularly well. And Washington embarrassed them on Thanksgiving Day. And if they played them again two weeks later, it would have been the same score like they had at FedEx Field. So, you know, like it matters when you play somebody. And that didn't mean Washington was outstandingly great last year. And that's why I don't think this means that Dallas is best team in the NFL because of the score that they had out there. But I'm with you. Like, it is disturbing because I think they had enough to do more than they did. And and they didn't, they weren't able to do much. And I mean, the only like, I wouldn't even call it silver line. I call it gray lining. When things got out of hand two weeks ago against Dallas, I thought Heineke made a lot of really, really bad decisions, like terrible bad decisions. It was what he did after the bad plays. They had a couple of really bad plays again early in the game. And I don't feel like he was making bad decisions. Was he executing? Not really. You know, he missed a lot. And some of his fundamentals looked to get off to me a little bit, actually. But he wasn't making the type of decisions he was making before. He also was running for his life, you know, running yeah, for his was. life. And so, I, you know, I, again, I'd like to go back to, to what I felt two weeks ago. Like, I think Dallas does deserve a lot of credit here. Nobody, especially up front, is playing as good as them. And maybe it's the timing of catching Washington when they've caught him and the Giants when they caught him and all that stuff. But, you know, their defense looks like it's very, very, very disruptive. And when they play teams that have championship, you know, aspirations, we'll see how good they really are. Yeah, and as a, as an aside, because we don't need to talk about the game, ex, you know, whatever happened out there. But as an aside, I did not like the way they came out with this game, and and I understand wanting to get to get McClellan involved early, but he that play wasn't open, and you know, and I and he didn't throw. It was a good one on one though. 
it's one on one. Sure, it's one on one. Corners playing back. Then I'll say that okay, he's not open, but he also doesn't help him with the ball he threw. More than that, more than that was just a bad throw. And you know, it, it, it kind of gets him off on the wrong foot. A lot of passes early on. And I understand, you know, Dallas is trying to play to stop the run, but you know what? They weren't going to win that game anyways. And they that front was just way too good for them. They could just sit on the routes all night and they could yeah. drive on the routes all night. And they because they knew that ball had to come out fast. And that was about it. So we don't need to go into more of that. But yeah, I came in. I got to I mean, I did come in thinking like because, you know, if you actually if you watch them play the Giants the week before, the Giants actually moved the ball very effectively. On right, them. They had a lot right. of turnovers, though, which has been the right. problem with Dallas is they get these tilt plays. Like right. they're almost like an NBA team, like Lob yeah. City, like all of a sudden, like some crazy tilt play happens and it flips the, you know, flips the field. But the Giants did it with screen game. That's what they did it with. They got it out of Glennon's hands fast. They, I mean, granted, they had Barkley, you know, but they were getting it out of his hands fast. And I came in going to not replicate what happened two weeks ago. They're going to have to figure out a way to set some stuff up either with wide receivers or Gibson or Patterson or whoever and get a screen game going. So I understand the thinking. Like that, yeah. They didn't feel like they could have five, seven strip drops and survive. No, no, no. And they weren't going to do that. And, you know, and from Dallas's end, they knew they had to get rid of the ball quick because the way the line was and because, the you know, just the way the pass game set up. You know, also, listen, there's, there's a lot of things that game highlights for what Washington needs. I mean, they clearly need – they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. We already know that we've been talking about that for a long time. You know, they view Heineke as a high end backup, low end starter, nothing has changed. And so, you know, we, we can get into all that later direction of the franchise. Do these last three weeks reveal anything? And I know like there's a lot of people upset about this. And I know that people always want heads to roll after a game like this, from your perspective, is that what, is the direction of the franchise. How do you view it after this? Have they taken the necessary steps to improve as an organization to build on anything going forward? I think so. As long as the outcome is the locker room still believes in everything. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in the locker room or anything afterwards, so I don't know what was said yet. Maybe you can enlighten me about what was said about Allen and Payne. Um, I often think in these situations that that's a positive that they care, you know, that they're like they're really mad and they want accountability from each other to remain better. But unless it's something else and I don't really, you know, I don't at this point while we're taping this, I don't I don't know any explanation of it. I just I just saw what I saw and know that, like, there was a lot of upset people, apparently, in the locker room, especially at halftime. And I mean, they were getting embarrassed. So I, I would expect if they're not upset, that's a bigger problem to me, honestly. Like, right. And, and it's and a bigger first- problem if they're upset. So but, to, you know, a long way around to answer your question. I do like what they're building. I do. I mean, I know this outcome looks terrible. And but I, I got to tell you, like, if anyone thought that they were going to win in Philadelphia on a Tuesday night with a quarterback who'd been there two days missing, you know, eight starters due to COVID and all the other injuries that they've had, I think you're being unfair to them. So I think some circumstances have mattered here. You know, that mattered and they need to be taken into account. Like you could have said, honestly, you could have said the same thing about Dallas a year ago. Do you like what they're building here? Um, After they flamed out as a heavy, heavy favorite to win the division and their defense was one of the worst in the NFL. And then Dak got hurt and all the circumstances just started to, collect and I think they've been unfortunate with the injuries they've had people like McKissick Thomas Sheriff's been out a lot of games now this year Heineke was not supposed to be their quarterback like they've been playing with their backup quarterback the entire season Curtis Samuel was supposed to have a big role here he's never really seen the field in any meaningful way whatsoever 
We probably saw had, Deami Brown tonight. Yeah, their their freak athlete Chase Young would he have turned his season around if he didn't get hurt? I don't know. He wasn't out there. Montez Sweat was out seven weeks. Like they have been without major performers. And if you're not willing to at least see that and understand that, then I think you're being unfair to them. Like this is professional football. The margins are very close. If you don't have your people, you will often lose. I mean, go look at Belichick a year year ago, you know, like when they had all those opt-outs, all of a sudden they weren't nearly as effective as they'd been for all of those years. So I do still believe in what they're doing. I, I really do. And I think people need to stay the course and really take into context that they caught a team that's peaking, that has got a lot of very, very good players, that has a much more ready-made playoff roster than Washington does, you know, with playmaking ability, you know, and I think Washington is gathering more of these people, but they don't have as many as that team does, certainly not at the quarterback position. And last year they were out of it by early December because of circumstance. And I think this year Washington fell out of it because most recently circumstance more than anything. And I know Rivera's not going to say it, but I'll say it for him. Like, and that's why I'm, I'm behind this guy. Like, I really don't believe that what's happened the last few weeks changes my mind about where they're going at all. You think though, in some ways, cause they're obviously when you lose a lot of guys, there is a reality to it. And, but is there also a danger in maybe not in just looking at that only and saying, is it just the injuries as an organization yes. when you look at it? No, I agree. I mean, you know, like I'll San Francisco is a good example. They were in the Super Bowl, and a year later, they had a ridiculous amount of injuries, and then they didn't make the playoffs. And Washington played them last year when Nick Mullins was playing quarterback for them, and they're missing eight, nine starters. And it's just not the same team. Like, no, no George Kittle, you know, all those defensive players aren't playing. It's just not the same team. And you know, so it's a better question to ask them now at eight and seven, like when you've had a better run of luck with health and you've had most of your guys for most of the year. And I know they miss people. Why are you just 500? And so I think for Washington, they haven't ascended to where San Francisco was a couple of years ago. So it is a fair question. And, you know, we were walking out, I was talking to a couple of people, you know, in and around the team. And, you know, you do have to ask, like, at what point do you need to expect a different result? Right. And in the case of this year, I think my disappointment came early in the year. I think yeah. they had missed opportunities. You know, like I think the New Orleans and Denver games were massive missed opportunities. For them. It put them in a hole that left them in a precarious position. What's happened here over the last month, I, I don't think is of their own making or mismanagement or poor coaching. I just think they've run into a reality that is set in you have to have big time performers to win. And a lot of their guys are not here right now. And I, you know, and then you can go to someone like Gibson who did play tonight. And I was talking to you about it. I think, you know, something I'd like to not see replicated next year. I think he was overused this year. And I think they asked too much of someone like him. And so I think that they're, listen, I think again, I'm not off the train or don't like what's going on here. Like, I don't like the record, and I really don't like the score tonight at all. But I don't believe that, like, this is emblematic of it has no hope. And I could see where some fans see this and think that that was a disaster because it was, and it was embarrassing. Um, but I'm not I, – I, I'm firmly in belief that they have the right people in charge building this thing, and hopefully they'll get a little more football luck and a lot more COVID luck for sure next year at critical junctures.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why are you so confident in the group that's and I'm not disagree or agree, but why are you confident in that? I'm confident in it because I think there are some standards and practices. I think that we've seen a couple of times now that the season didn't start the way they wanted it to, but he was able to keep the locker room together, got them to fight. We typically get a very good effort, you know, week after week after week. It is very hard to win in this league. Anyone who pretends that the Dallas Cowboys just won the division tonight. Nobody has repeated as division champions in 17 years. It's a very, very difficult league to win in. Um, and I, you know, and, and I firmly believe that and I see it and I, I like what he's building. You know, I think they need to stay the course. And I'm sure there's plenty of things that we could say about, and hopefully they'll reconsider about how they build this team, what they're looking for, you know, maybe some minor decisions that have major ramifications down the road that they'll rethink some of that stuff. But I like the locker room. I like what I hear out of it. I like that they're resilient. I like that they fight hard. And I also think realistically, what did you think their record was going to be this year? Because it's probably not that far off from it. And then consider all the things that's happened along the way. And then tell me again, what did you think their record was going to be this year? Just based on what they had. And that's why I'm still kind of in it here with them. But this is going to be a critical offseason for sure. Like, right, right, right. This is a prove it. Right. Because like, I think that they they built some depth. They have, you know, they have a lot more depth than they did. They still haven't answered the most important position on the team, you know, partially because they, they didn't land Stafford and they didn't want to use a pick or whatever. They didn't want to trade up. They didn't want to give up their assets. It's going to be a critical offseason to make a decision there, whether it's a veteran or a draft pick. And then secondarily, where does it go from here to find a few more playmakers on both sides of the ball? And I actually think defensively, um, I think they're actually kind of put together with the exception of a couple spots. But I think they had some bad luck with big time playmakers who weren't available. Well, I, I think tonight there were times where I'm watching numbers running around. I'm like, this is the fourth preseason game right now that's yes. what i'm watching with some of the talent there that's what happened in philadelphia too i mean they played philadelphia and dallas two teams who might be in the playoffs with a preseason secondary like, well the secondary but this was a preseason yeah. this was a preseason back seven yes but, you know so there there is definitely that what i what i'm disappointed in is i the d-line was not effective the last two weeks that's disappointing and and I just think, it, you know, it highlights, again, the need for a quarterback, but we already knew that. So let's get to Allen and Payne. So after the game, nobody really would say what it was about, although Rivera said he talked to him, but he's going to keep it between them. Uh, Payne said it was just a brotherly disagreement, wrong place, wrong time. Allen said it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out basically why, because they're getting their – basically they're getting their ass kicked. And yep. it's happened again in a, you know, a couple of days, a couple of games in a row and frustrations are boiling over. They, they both said that things were good and fine afterwards, handle it like men, et cetera. So that's what was said. What did you think of what happened? You know, unless I hear that it's like something that isn't about specifically, we just want to be better, then I'm not worried about it. 
like if that's what it's about, like if that's what they're fighting about, then that's a good thing. Like that means that they, it matters and they care. Like I read that story. What was it last year when it was Matt Patricia's, you know, last year in Detroit and the players had mimosas at the end of the year because the season was over, even though their record was like, you know, five and 11 or four and 12 right. or something like that. Like it's when they don't care that I, I really start to get worried. And I, that's why I kind of go back to there was a similar outcome against the Giants a few years ago, late in the season when the season was over, where the tackling was ridiculously terrible. Yeah. There was no yeah. effort. Saquon Barkley could have had 500 yards of offense if he stayed in the game. It was just really, really embarrassing effort. And they didn't care after it was over that they had an effort like that. Right. And that's when I get concerned. So if they're fighting over we're getting our butts kicked and I'm tired of getting our butts kicked, you know, and I think you are one of the reasons why, and then they're going to have it out. I'm okay with that. Like, I, I think that's fine. Um, if it's something else, you know, like then, you know, I, I, I'd hate to think that like we're having some kind of falling out with this group. Cause I still believe that this group can be really good collectively. Um, but, you know, I'll take them at face value that this is about competitiveness and, you know, it's funny after the Philadelphia game, I mean, every, they had every excuse in the world to lose that game. And what did John Allen do? The first thing out of his mouth was, I don't want to hear about COVID. And, right. you know, I'm not going to hear any excuses from you guys. Like we, we need to just play better than that. And tonight, I mean, they had nothing for Dallas. I mean, outside of that first series, there were a few plays. I thought they were going to stop them. I mean, it was really, it was, it bad. got, it got to the point where I'm like, when they, if they ever, stopped them and I was surprised and and I wasn't surprised very often but sticking on the Alan Payne so a couple things that people need to know they are they do get along and they have gotten along they are not they do not hang out off the field that much they're different personalities and they're different personalities on the field Payne is going to do his own thing a little bit more not necessarily I'm not calling them selfish I just think they take different approaches trying to get to to the quarterback or whatever and you know which is fine They're, they they take it different they it's been effective for both guys um so but i don't know what it was about you know my own belief is that as long as this doesn't spill over now it's funny because Payne said well this you, you know somebody asked him about it after the game about well you have brothers you have brothers don't you brother basically brothers fight i didn't fight like that with my brothers although when i was younger maybe <laughs> i did you know, if there was a disagreement over a wiffle ball or something like that, when we play football, when we were 12, we might have a scrape. But you and your brothers were not losing to the Cowboys 56 to 14, though. So No, no, we weren't. But <laughs> if they missed the strike zone, you better believe there's going to be some missed pitch in the strike zone. But yeah. but yeah, no, it's I mean, it's different. And, and I get it. It gets heated. I've never seen that on the sidelines in the games that I've covered. And I've covered it. We both yeah. covered a long time. But you also know that stuff like that happens behind the scenes. We just saw it out in the open. That's happened before. I've, oh, heard, yeah. of other, I've heard of other things even recent years in yep. the locker room, things that I haven't written about because you don't know for sure did it happen, but you hear that it happened. So, you know, things like that do happen. But I don't think it's unusual, open. actually. I don't think it's unusual. And I'll, I'll just I, I won't say, you know, but when we were in breaks, D'Angelo was telling us stories of times when he played and, you know, guys got into it with each other. Like I, I could see it's natural. <laughs> I mean, like I, I would find it not natural if people weren't mad about what's happened the last few weeks. These are guys who are willing to go out and hit other men for a living 
and do it at well, full speed. They're going. They're to also all first round perfect. picks who were who were told by all of us for about seven months that they had the greatest defense ever. So you know yeah. what? Like I could understand where they're probably thinking, "What in the world happened here?" Too. Yeah. And I'm oh, with yeah. you. If there's one thing that I'm actually upset about tonight, it's and this is maybe asking too much. The D line had to be otherworldly tonight for them to have any shot to win because what was behind them that was just a ridiculously unfair matchup. Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz, very good. Zeke Pollard against a preseason roster. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that, and, and the result is, in hindsight, I should have expected a result like this. I mean, I thought Dallas would win. I thought, it'd be, I thought they'd win easily. But, you know, again, how it unfolded is the, the last thing, too. Um, Rivera brought up how the last several weeks have gone. And we had, COVID injuries, and then the DeShazer Everett accident the other day. And, yeah. you know, how, and again, we, I guess we just spent the last 20 some minutes talking about this, but is that all, I mean, I don't want to say legitimate because there is, so I think some people may, I don't know if some people like that he even went there and maybe view it as that an excuse or is it just a coach being honest? It was funny after Philadelphia, he was like, I don't hear any excuses. Exactly. He had the right. biggest right. one on earth. That's, that's why I bring it up for exactly I mean, that reason. Yeah. But I, you know, listen, in the heat of the moment, after losing with that score up there, I, I could, I, I want to give anybody a pass for anything they said. Like, I, I, it's a terrible outcome. It's embarrassing. You know, it's the type of thing that I haven't gone on Twitter after the game yet, because I don't want to see what people are saying, honestly. Like, what is I think you can guess. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's burn it to the ground and, you know, and this, that, and the other thing. And I just, you know, in the moment, I could see where it feels that way for sure. And it's even worse that it was Sunday Night Football, you know, so the world sees it. Right. Because now, you know, now today, they're getting buried and Dallas is being anointed as the best team in the NFL. So, you know, it's... It's a double whammy of all double whammies. You know, hot take artists are, uh, who knows what they're saying about Dallas after that one. So Right, right. And they're, they're getting buried. And then the, the what's going to be replayed over and over are two of your top players fighting on the sidelines. Yeah, it's funny. So, Someone else said to me today, he goes, you know, if this was the, I don't know, one o'clock or four o'clock window and there's four other games going on at the same time, you'd see it, you know, in the highlights. But because it was on Sunday Night Football and because the score was what it was when it happened, now it becomes a thing. So it was leading the site on ESPN. Yeah. I think um, obviously like tomorrow Rivera get asked about it again. And, you know, if I know them, John Allen's going to talk to you guys, you know, in the middle of the week and probably try to put a squash to it, put it behind them because. They tried um, to do and, yeah. I mean, as you know, you know, perception can permeate and it's going to be a subject on first take tomorrow. Like it's going to be a subject everywhere. And there's going to be two subjects off this game. Dallas looks like the best team in the NFL, whether they are, or they aren't. That's, you know, subjective. I, I think that they, well, a week ago, they them. weren't a week ago. They did not. So I think people, I think some of that will be less, about, know. Like, you know, you know, the people who don't pay that. Did they get, have really, they finally gotten it going well, in the right direction? Well, they're going to look at that score, you know, yeah, and they're going to see back. defensive touchdown, special teams, touchdown, all the turnovers again, Dak through, touchdowns to four different position groups right? <laughs> like, and they're going to go, 
with the Harlem Globetrotters? Like, what is this? <laughs> so they're going to get that. And then Washington, all you're going to see tomorrow is that fight. Right. And what does that mean? And so they're going to have to do a job this week to tell everybody the locker room's fine here, whether that's true or not. And I, I'm going to hope and assume that it is. And, and the only way they can come back from this, you have to go out and play well against Philly. And, and you know, this isn't about having an outside shot at the playoffs. It's about some pride at this point because you'll get, yeah. you will get Davis back. You will get Holcomb back. I don't know about William Jackson. Um, so they'll, they'll get some guys back and, I gotta tell you, like we talked about this last week, I love them against Philadelphia. But like, I love that matchup. Let's go if they have their team. Right. <laughs> you know, like to your question about like, is this an excuse? But what in Philadelphia was, I know he doesn't want to say it, but like, who in the world thought they were going to win under those circumstances? Like that's nuts. Like if Philadelphia even... was going crying about like you know like oh we had to wait forty eight hours. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have like half of our starters. Like what are you talking about? Like you're inconvenienced. Oh okay. <laughs> well, on that note, Bram, we'll end there because I think people probably had enough. Um, and it's been a long time, long time talking with not a lot of answers that people want to hear, but it's it's where listen, though, I, I don't know. I think there's still see, I'd be curious to see how the next two weeks play out because if you can finish and get a couple wins at the end and you get to eight, nine, it's I I would I thought they were at best a nine to ten win team. And that's what I they, thought too. Yeah, if they get to eight wins and they get to eight wins under these circumstances. And again, I think, you know, we'll see what they do. If they go six and six and 11, I think that's a terrible finish. If they go seven and 10, eight and nine, it's about what you probably would have expected if someone laid out the circumstances or no Samuel contributions, you know, Fitz, Fitzpatrick goes down the opener, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not making an excuse for him, but I'm looking back. If you look in hindsight, I would not have picked him to win nine or 10 games under those circumstances, I would have picked them to win five or six. So we'll see where it goes. And, but again, if you finish strong, you're already finished strong. If you win the next two, then you can at least remove the stench from this game. Well, so. let, me tell you, let me ask you this way. You had to pick at the beginning of the season, right at the end of the summer, what their record was going to be. What did you pick? I can't remember if I picked nine or 10 because I picked it two different times. And one time I had nine, one time I had 10. I just don't remember which one was last. That's right. I had them winning the division. division. I had them around 500, you know, can't be this year, but like I had them around there, eight or nine wins. And if Dallas stinks again, then they'd have a shot at the division. And if they didn't, they'd have a hard time. I thought I was, Dallas had the highest ceiling by far in the division. We knew that. And it was just a matter of, my thought with Dallas was their defense would take a long time to come together. And they came together a lot quicker than I thought. And if you, you know, again, you knew that like, well, then you pick Dallas in a runaway, which is what they've done um, because the talent was there to, to be that good. I just was surprised at how quickly they were able to integrate the, all those pieces on defense and get yeah. to this point. No, I mean, like the surprise here is not unlike what Washington did a year ago. The surprise here is Philadelphia, that they have the record that they have. You know, when we were sitting here at this time last year, I think the arrow was pointing way, way up on Washington and New York, and it was down on Dallas and Philadelphia, and look where we are a year later. This is a very year-to-year thing. It's why I I really think, you know, I I agree with you. I think this game this weekend matters big time just for – just for yeah. a pride's sake, just to yeah. get everybody back on board with, hey, everything's okay here. We had a really bad night, <laughs> you know, and we've got some really bad circumstances. Things are coming together for them. Things are falling apart for us. We had a really ugly outcome, but 
you'll see. And hopefully this weekend they'll have a really strong showing win or lose. And then people will feel better about where the whole state of the whole thing is. Right. I think if they go out and lay in a big egg, then there's cause for concern um, much more than after that much more than after tonight, because I think that speaks to a larger issue at that point. So that's why I think it's important to go out and play well and, and you, they can win this game, but go out and yes. play well. Go out and they play can well. if they get their guys back. Yes. If they yeah. have as much of a full deck as they can possibly have, I think it's a very different matchup with them. But, you know, this is, you know, you wait. When is the when is it going to break? And it broke tonight. Now, can they come back from it? And I guess we'll see. We'll see. Thanks, Bram. Appreciate you yep. joining me. That's it for this episode. Thanks, as always, to Bram for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. Happy holidays, folks. I'll be back with another one Tuesday night. Talk to you next time.